Hey, it's me. How are you, friend? This is Paul, episode number eight of the Paul Leslie Hour. And today I'm going to play a very special interview. This is an interview I did that I find, when I think about the memorable shows that I've done, this was one of the biggest ones. And today is a sad day. We lost one of the greatest musicians the world ever knew. And I'm talking about one of the founding fathers of rock and roll, Fats Domino. He was a star. He sold millions and millions of records. And one thing that I'm very fortunate about is that I got to see him as a person. I got to be in his house. I'm not saying we were friends or anything, but I'm very grateful that I got to meet him and shake his hand. And the interview that I did with Fats Domino took place, I was in my 20s, I was on this radio station then, and I decided that I was going to try and interview Fats Domino, because he's basically where two things that I really love come together, and that's oldies rock and roll, the original recordings of rock and roll, and the music of New Orleans. He represents both of those things. In fact, nobody represents those two things more. It was Elvis Presley who said, when someone called him the king of rock and roll, he said, the king of rock and roll is standing over there, and his name is Fats Domino. He created music that the whole world loves. People feel like they knew him, and they did. He was a down-home kind of guy. He liked playing on his piano, and he liked to cook. And the interview that I did with him, that's pretty much all he said. He said that he had his fans, he loved his fans, he liked to make music, and he liked to cook. So, what you see is what you get. It was in, I think, 2009, I decided that I was going to try to interview Fats Domino, and I went through a couple of different people to try to get a hold of him. And then I found this address, and I wrote a short letter. I think I said that I was a fan of his music and that I wanted to talk to him. And I had a picture of him on the piece of paper. And it was maybe a week later, maybe two, and I get this phone call. The caller ID on my cell phone said, I still remember, it said Domino Antoine, which that's his real name. And it was his daughter, Adonica. And she said, Why do you want to talk to my daddy? And I told her what I just told you. And the very next day, Fats Domino was calling. And we did this interview. And in the interview, I wanted him to know how much we all loved him. I felt like if I could do that, then the interview was a success. I'm going to let you hear that interview. And then after the interview, I'm going to tell you about meeting him in person going into his house, what he was like, and what we did. Here's Fats Domino and I, back in 2009. It is a dream come true to talk with one of the greatest musicians to ever live. He is loved all around the world. He's sold over 65 million records. Thank you so much, Mr. Domino, for talking with us. Yeah, I'm glad to be here with you. Oh, it is such an honor. I have a special message that comes from Paul McCartney and his band. 
Oh, yeah, huh? We did an interview with them, and they wanted to say that they're so glad that you're all right and that you're still rocking in the free world. Oh, yeah, very nice. (laughs) My first... That's very nice. What was life like for you growing up? Well, I don't remember all that. (laughs) 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 So how you doing? I'm doing great. This This is a fabulous experience. What what kind of mu- music did you listen to growing up? Uh, most all kind, but I was always like the rhythm and blues, you know. Oh yeah, rock and roll, they call it, you know. You know. Did you have a favorite musician back then? Oh yeah, gang, I gang of them. <laughs> I gang of them like Amos Milburn, Charles Brown, and a few Louis Jordan. It was, you know, a lot, 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 some, lot like all. Type of music, you know. Yeah. Mm. Uh, well, tell us a little bit about you. I, I understand your father. Did he play violin? Yeah, he, he did. He used to. Yeah, he, he passed away. You know. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I know that uh, you covered the Hank Williams song "Jambalaya." Did you ever get into other kinds of music like that? Oh yeah, I made a lot of songs like Blueberry Hill. You know, I made a lot of different records. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was hoping you could tell us about Harrison Verrett. Well, my brother, he married to my sister. And he played a big part in your life. Yeah, he showed me a lot of, with the piano. He used to play with Papa Celestine. That's a Dixieland band, you know, Papa Celestine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how did you start playing music for a living? Well, we had a piano in the house. I was born on Night Ward, you know, in New Orleans. And had piano, you know, we had a lot of pianos during that time, you know. If you could put it into words, what is it that you like about music? Mm, I just like music, period. I like everything about it, you know. And I just got my little style together, and uh, people seem to like it, and I think they're glad they knew what it did, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was hoping you could tell all of our listeners out there about meeting Dave Bartholomew. Well, I'll tell you, I don't know how I met Dave, but Dave was a great, great, great trumpet player. Me and him wrote a lot, lot of songs together, you know. And those songs have lasted a long time, and they're loved by people from all over the world. There are people that, that love that music that are of all ages, they're of all races, and they live in all different types of countries. Why do you think people from all over the place and so many people love your music? I don't know, but I'm certainly glad to know that they do, you know. And I certainly <laughs> appreciate that they do, do like me. I think I think if I could say the reason that I always liked your music is because uh-huh. you always seemed like you were having fun when you were making it. Oh, yeah, I enjoy playing, you know, when I'm recording or whatever, playing it, you know, either, either, either one I'm on stage, you know. When you look back at your life, what are you most proud of? Well, I'm just proud to be living. Thank God I'm still living, you know. <laughs> and I got and I, I got a lot of fans, and I certainly appreciate that. They mean so good to me, you know. I, I've read that you enjoy cooking. Uh, what is what's your favorite thing to make? Mm, a lot of things. I cook lots of stuff, you know. I used to be cooking it, you know. Well, let me ask you this: What's your favorite thing to eat? Oh, anything is cooked right. <laughs> no special, nothing special. 
in in your life, did you ever meet Professor Longhair? Yeah, I think he passed. I think he passed away, didn't he? Yeah, he's been gone for quite a while. Yeah, he he, he had a different style from anybody else. I, I, I liked his style, you know. I was hoping we mentioned Paul McCartney just a little while. Can you remember meeting the Beatles back in 1964? Yeah, I, I met him several places. I, I met him over in England. I think it's from Liverpool around that way, you know. And what were they like? They were nice, you know, very nice, all of them. Mm-hmm. Now, out of all the songs that you've written and recorded, do you have a favorite no, I'm just I'm so glad that the people liked the songs I did, you know. And I appreciate that very, very much. You've been good to me. There's not a song that's more meaningful? No, they're all the same. You know, I just like to record and I record. I like all the songs I record, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when someone listens to one of your records, what do you hope that they get out of that experience? Well, I don't know. I guess they heard the record before. For some folks, well, people made a lot of records too, you know. Yeah. They like Blueberry Hill. That was made uh, by several people before I did it, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I've read that you had a very uh, a strong fondness for that song. You really liked that song. Yeah, well, that's, uh, that number. That, that number wrote years and years ago, you know. Yeah. Hmm. Now, that's the thing about those those old songs. You know, a lot of the songs today, I think they kind of, they come and go. But those songs, like the ones that you did, they'll be around forever. Yeah, well, I liked them myself when I first heard them years and years ago, like Blueberry Hill. I didn't write that, you know? You're right. You uh, know, I was lucky enough to get a big hit out of it, you know? The first song of yours to ever be on the radio was the song Rocket Chair. How did you feel the first time you heard your music on the radio? Well, you know, it was a little different to me. I'm glad that you knew it was on there. You know, it sounded all right. I was hoping the people liked it, you know. And they, they certainly have. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of my favorite places to visit is New Orleans, and you make your home in the state of Louisiana. And I was born. I was born in New Orleans. It's it's a wonderful town, and I was hoping you could tell everybody out there. Some of the people listening, we have people listening from all over the world. Some uh-huh. of, some of the people maybe have never been to New Orleans, but I'm actually going to be going to New Orleans in a couple of weeks, so you'll definitely be on my mind. But what do you like most about New Orleans? Well, well, I was born and raised down here. You know, we boys your home. You know, and I like, like everything about it. You know, that's why I never left New Orleans. And you can't beat the cooking down there, that's for sure. Yeah, they go to the they look people love to cook down here. <laughs> well <laughs> you know, you, you you performed your music all over the world. What was your favorite place to play your music? No particular place. Everywhere I played I was, I was hoping that the people would like it, you know, like the music, you know. I I'd read that you uh you really liked Las Vegas. Yeah, I played out there for, for many years. I went out there for, for just, I played the Flamingo for years, you know. Yeah, I saw a picture of you and Elvis together in Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. He, he, he working at another club, you know. I think I was working at the Flamingo, I think, doing it there. You have your your latest album. Uh, it's to help out all the Louisiana, uh, the effects of the hurricane, and it's called Alive and Kicking. Uh, tell us about that album, Alive and Kicking. Well, I don't know. I just hope the people liked it, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like the song, you know, the, the people being very good. 
you know, I've been very blessed with the people liking my music so much. How, how did you feel when you were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Well, I was lucky to get it. You know, I was going to say, well, God is good. So that's, that's how everything happened, you know. You just said God is good. Do you do you credit God for a lot of your success? Well, I, I credit some that I'm still living, and I'm still here. We all, you know, right. without Him, we we, we we wouldn't be nothing. That's right. That's absolutely mm-hmm. right. So, mm-hmm. let me ask you: What do you like to do with your spare time? Oh, I'm gonna be at home, food the piano, and um, I like to cook. Cooks a lot, you know. You play on the piano every day. Well, every time I feel like it, and that's pretty often, I, I keep myself in shape practicing, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you ever think you'll ever record again? I think so. If I get the right materials, they something I like, I'll record, you know? Uh, that that makes my day to hear that. Well, uh-huh. I, I have one more question, Mr. Domino. Uh-huh. What do you want to say to all the people around the world who are listening to this? Well, I'm just glad that the people like me and... Um, I can't thank them enough for that. You know, it's a gift from God that they do, you know. Mr. Domino, thank you so much for this interview. This has been a dream come true. Okay, thanks a lot for calling. All right. All right, so long. Yes, so long, Mr. Domino. He's a very special man. feel very, very fortunate to have met him. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about that. Sometimes you just feel like you're supposed to do something. And it was not long after this interview, maybe a few months, where I started getting this crazy idea that I was going to walk a few hundred miles. No car, no nothing. And I was with my friend Jeff Pike, and I said, I'm going to walk. And he said, oh, you can't do that. That's crazy. And then finally he said, well, Paul, being the Fats Domino fan that you are, If you walk anywhere, you have to walk to New Orleans. And I knew in that moment, that's what I was going to do. It was kind of a coincidence, but that year was the 50th anniversary of that song, Walking to New Orleans, one of Fats Domino's most well-known songs. And I decided I was going to walk from the Florida Panhandle there all the way to the French Quarter of New Orleans, I was going to end up in New Orleans during Mardi Gras, of course. I was going to get there in quite quite a different manner. And I was going to wear my grandfather's shoes. My grandfather, God rest his soul, left me two pairs of Rockport walking shoes. And even the song's lyrics say, I'm going to need two pairs of shoes when I get through walking these blues. So... It's kind of a, a, a symbolic or a kind of, I don't know, poetic thing to do. I still have those shoes. In fact, Fats Domino offered to autograph those shoes, and he signed the left and the right side of each. My wife really likes those shoes, and she suggested that we display them. I can actually see them from here. They're sitting on the bookshelf there. And I walked to New Orleans. I raised money for the Make It Right Foundation, who was trying to rebuild New Orleans after the devastation of Hurricane Katrina. And 
It wasn't long after I got to New Orleans. I returned a second time to present a check for the money that I had raised. I'd raised a few thousand dollars, thanks to all the people who donated. And his daughter called, and she had read in the newspaper about me, and she invited me to the house. And wow, what a, what a, what a thing to be invited into Fats Domino's house. I remember looking around, and there was his piano. He had a Grammy sitting on the top of the piano. And you saw all these gold records on the wall. It was like, wow, I'm in Fats Domino's house. He didn't want me to see him as Fats Domino, the guy. But I got to see that because he didn't see me. But I saw him in the other room. He was changing from his house pajamas into his fancy pajamas. And he was putting the rings on his fingers. He was putting his famous captain's hat on. He wanted me to see him as Fats Domino, the piano and vocal legend. And he came out (laughs) and he said to me, you caught me on a bad day. And I just knew what to say to him. And he just gave me this biggest smile. I don't remember what I said exactly, but I knew what to say. And we sat down on this big pink Cadillac couch that he had. And he said, you want a beer? And of course I said yes. And we were sitting there and we were drinking beer. And I was telling him about the walk to New Orleans. And he told me, he said, I do a lot of walking too. But I walk in my songs. He has a few songs that mention walking. That's interesting, kind of. That it's, It seems to be a theme in his songs. And it was not planned. It was uh, kind of spontaneous. But we sang together. And you can guess what song we sang. Walking to New Orleans. I'm not a singer, but I sang with Fats Domino. Wonderful man. Thank you for those memories, Fats. And on behalf of all of the people, thank you for that wonderful, joyous music that you gave the world. So long.